right. Hello, everybody, and welcome. Uh, this is the Awakening Together Community Guest Satsang Roundtable Discussion Podcast. In case you're wondering, a satsang interview is a gathering of people being in the company of truth. Awakening Together hosts monthly satsang interviews, and this month's satsang interview was a previously recorded one with Brian Tom O'Connor, conducted in October of 2019. Brian Tom O'Connor was a heavily involved theater actor director, but he also had a day job. After struggling with some depression and the desire to relieve his suffering, he came upon a teaching that he recognized as truth. The teaching told him that if he wanted to be healed, he needed a spiritual connection. He set out searching for teachers and found through Ramana Maharshi, Adi Ashanti, Block Kelly, and other teachers that self-inquiry was a powerful tool for seeing what we already are. Being a theater buff, he was familiar with theater games and was struck with the inspiration to create awareness games. If you'd like more information about awareness games or Brian Tom O'Connor, you can visit his website, playawarenessgames.com. And there's a second website that he's also on called awarenessexplorers.com. Following this talk, some of the practitioners from the Awakening Together community gathered together to reflect on the teachings. And so here we are. I'd like to open the floor for anyone who'd like to share on their own reflections of the interview with Brian Tom O'Connor. Please feel free to take the mic when you feel called. For those listening to the recording, I am looking at some faces. Please take the mic. Okay, I'll jump in. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this uh, satsang. It was so pleasant and uh, very helpful and peaceful too on some level this um brian tom o'connor has a great presence to him it's very light just lovely um reminds me of a teddy bear right but he's uh, so articulate and intelligent and you can tell he's done the work you know and the way he speaks, it's so inviting um, and not heavy. He, he brings a lightness to it. And he said he came to the games, too, because um, he was more interested in the lightness rather than heaviness. And uh, his idea of sitting for long hours in meditation or committing to one specific time was too much for him so he divided it in but the idea of dividing it into small amounts throughout the day um, really um, appealed to him and that was a wonderful little gift to, to hear from him that you don't have to be so strict and regimented you know you can just take five ten minutes throughout the day and remember yourself um, and some of the, the games, the way 
And they're, they're not really, it's funny because he calls them games, which is a delight. But the, their basic meditation practices are, but, you know, he said things like for meditation, go into the meditation and uh, just see how long you can stay in the just this. And, you know, here I am trying to connect with awareness and do all these heavy things. And he says, just see how long you can stay in the this. Wow, that's wonderful. And then how, and then just see how long you can sit without thoughts of, of the past or future. And making that a little game without being so heavy and beating yourself up because all these thoughts are coming in. That was so delightful. And uh, I think he was asked what was his favorite games. And he mentioned two um, that I wrote down. He could have mentioned more. The one called Born Yesterday, where you just, um, if you were born yesterday, how would you experience in um, I'm just paraphrasing right now. I don't know. And, and then there is this other one, which I'm going to really try um, the circle of this. And um, all you do is ask yourself, um, what is here now? What's this without a past or future anyway? Um, but uh and then he talked about negative emotions, which struck me because I have a lot of them. Um, and he said, uh, what is the pure emotionless space that the negative emotions are happening in? And I'm going, oh, you're just shifting your attention to the space in which the negative emotions are happening. And here I am caught in the negative emotions and everything else, but it's so, he makes it sound so simple. And then there was a discussion between him and Regina on um, the veils that block us from awareness. And, and it was so simple what they said. It's just your thoughts of what should be or shouldn't be. Yeah, so what a, a delightful experience. And it's a, a sad song that you could go back over and over again and listen to and get something new. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, the simplicity of it, right? The, the sheer and the lightness, I think I felt like you were referring to as well. It just was really gorgeous to feel that light desireless, light, play, playfulness. Beautiful, thank you. Would anybody else like to share? Does anybody else feel called to reflect on? Please. Yeah, I appreciate those, those, those reflections. I, I have the same things circled. Um, uh, you know, two words, right? Just this. For a while in meditations in the morning, the two words were this too, this too, and seeing if that can be included. And yet this is, <laughs> this is, this seems like even less of a, of a kind of a doing, um, just this. Um, 
And I, I you know, what I love the most is um, he's such a permission giver. He's like, just this. How long can you stay in just this? And he goes, of course, we're going to fail. And it's like, oh, right. Oh, it's not just, oh, you mean, he goes, of course, we are going to fail. It's the nature of mind. And he said, it's not succeeding in getting rid of something. It's it, the success is showing up, asking the question, just this, and naturally turning attention where? Inward, because where is it? Outward. There's only, only two directions here. Attention, if attention's outward, by and large, mind is chattering about whether this is good enough, uh, you know, whether this is the way it should be, whether they are the way they should be, whether that was the way it should be, or whether it's not enough, you know, where, where is this and where is that and why they say this? And, and, and yet, when you turn attention around and come in, huh, uh, it's literally the decision, if it, if it is a decision, if it's available to turn attention around and come inward. Um, and I, I loved how um, almost matter of fact he was about how you can't do this wrong. You can't turn awareness off. You didn't turn it on. And you didn't like mess it up so much that now your awareness doesn't work. Like she said, well, what do you, I remember Regina said, what do you say? And people are tight and they're like, I balled up and they go, you know what? I, I, I can't find awareness. Awareness is not here. I've got this situation and that, and I feel like crap and I'm really, you know, I've got fear. And, and then she asked him and he went, hmm. like, you know, I just, don't you love when she asked him a question? His first answer is, yeah. Like his first answer is welcome. His first answer is, I guess you're kind of wondering like, what's he going to say? He's like, yeah, yeah. He goes, great question. I guess what I'd say is something to aware of that problem. You've just described a problem. You've described it pretty well. Something knows that. Something's watching that. That a problem, that problem, that issue, that tightness is arising within this natural, and he kept saying choiceless awareness. And I took a little time to contemplate choiceless because mind says, you know, we've got all these choices and that's a good thing, right? So you're like choiceless, wait, wait, wait. But then when, you're, when I really contemplated it, I saw choiceless awareness means I can't screw this up. I didn't forget to turn it on this morning. I can't forget to turn it on tomorrow morning. I can't not have it on now because I'm not the one that's propagating it, right? It's, that's, that's apparently lots of words for it, but life force energy, being, what is, you know, and so I love the idea that it's never about succeeding when we ask just this. It's about watching and then noticing that that all arises within this open uh, field of, of stillness. Um, and I also liked when Regina said, well, what would you say to someone who said, I'm just... I'm having I'm I'm having trouble shifting to awareness. You know, I'm, I'm uh, what's I'm, I, I can't seem to shift. It's like, and, you know, I often picture a gear shift, and it's just not going. It's just not like I know it intellectually, I can feel it, but it's not shifting, and the focus becomes on the on the shifter. If I could just get this thing to shift, right, and you could feel it getting a little tighter and a little tighter, 
and 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 what does he say? It's just, oh yeah, you can you can start with what's happening right now, which is exactly our our practice in diets. And it's it's not only a question for one to three o'clock in the sanctuary on Saturdays. It's a question for every moment. It's a question for life. What is here now? Because the first thing you do is drop the resistance to what's not here, what should be here, what you don't like that's here. It's just like, let's just get real. What is here now? Um, and that alone allows that shifting to become a whole lot less of a doing and a, a whole lot more of a being. Oh, yeah, I, I have a very intact ability to describe for you what is here now. I'm not reaching for that. I'm not waiting to get better at that. I'm not like used to be bad. Now I'm good. And I'm going to someday I'm going to get even better. And no, what's here now. And it's just getting real kind of real honest and open to whatever life's bringing. And yeah, the last thing I really loved is when he said, um, you know, <laughs> in the end, you may have realized you're the expert on your own experience. You know how this plays out. You know, you're there and you're always there. You do get mixed up about what you are. You do misidentify with the various choices of voices or so it seems. But the, but the literal choiceless awareness of all of that play, right? All of that Maya, all of that expansion and contraction, um, all comes back to what's here now. And confirming that awareness has let it all in. There is no resistance in awareness. Um, and falling back to that place, it's like, I don't know, as I was listening to every time, I was like, Phew. like every time he'd answer, I'd be like, yeah, that's not a hard one. Yeah. So as soon as when Regina's asking it, mine was gone. Well, no, no, that, that's a good one. That's a hard one. And by the time he was done talking, I'm like, yeah, that's, a, that's, that's the same answer he said for an hour and a half now in kind of slightly different ways that we can all confirm every single moment of our conscious existence. And that is that awareness is, is present. It might just be awareness plus resistance, awareness plus pain in the moment, awareness plus, you know, whatever else is going on. So I loved uh, the permission he gave. And I also just loved um, uh, the freedom he felt to just welcome in the so-called problems and come back to the exact same answer uh, every single time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love that he uh, also pointed us back to what I think, I think the question was asked, what what would you say to those who say that awareness is boring? And the answer was, if you look, you'll see that it's not awareness that's bored. It's the mind that wants to go back to the circus. <laughs> and the circus being a reference to um, Regina Don Akers wrote a book called Inner Ramana. And in, the Rama in, in Inner Ramana, uh, Regina describes uh, the circus and the meadow in a story in there. And the circus is basically the place that constantly is getting our attention. And what 
Inner Ramana invites us to do is to go back to the meadow, to be the meadow, to be in the meadow, to be the awareness that is aware of the meadow. I'm probably not saying that correctly, but that is kind of the essence of where the circus in the meadow comes in. So thank you for that. Would anyone else like to share? Feel free to take the mic. Yes. Yeah, I'm just prompted to say one more thing based on what you said. I really appreciate that. And I think your description of the circus in the meadow is apt. Um, I loved, and we referenced this in this morning's meditation. Um, I love when he said very pointedly and matter of factly and confidently, oh, oh boredom? Oh, oh, that's a strategy. It's like strategy. You know, because I don't know about you. I take my I tell you, I take my boredom very seriously. It's like, wait, I'm bored? Wait. Oh, no. What am I going to do? I'm bored. It's like, oh, my God. And then all of a sudden I feel guilty because I have stuff I still have to do. And then I feel I feel like kind of like bad that I didn't get the other stuff done. And I just feel like inadequate that I'm like, I'm like there's so much in front of me and I'm bored. And it's like, no, 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 little child. That is a strategy. That's all mind telling you one thing. And that is that this moment is not what you want. And it's actually veiling um, that you either want something that's not here or you want to push something away. And as long as we stay with boredom, oh, geez, I'm just bored. I'm just, I think there's just, what, there's just no ownership there, right? And there's no path in. You're just bored. Damn, it. just like a spell someone put on you. Oh, the bored spell. I guess I'm stuck. Whereas once we see Oh, once we, like, boredom is a strategy, a strategy of what? The imposter self to do what? To convince you that you should be sitting here right in this moment of a live, awake awareness, looking at your mind's thought that says this moment isn't alive, awake, and aware. And so you're like, oh, all right, well, I don't want to keep doing that. What do I do? Just notice, is there something you'd like different? Is there something you'd like different? And are you either pushing something away that's here or are you wanting something that's not here? And it's either one or the other, but it manifests as a no to this moment. The particular costume is boredom. But once we don't buy into boredom and inquire, huh, am I okay with this moment just like it is? Because we all know if we were truly okay with this moment, just like it is, we wouldn't use the boredom word. We'd, we'd use the peace word, right? We'd use the contentedness word We'd use the, ah, you know, just the non-word, wordlessness of not being harassed by, by mind. And so I love that invitation. Boredom is a strategy. And um, it isn't, more specifically, it is an ego preservation strategy. And that just invites that's like like duck, 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 duck. that's just like the knock on the door for us to just turn inward and ask hey what is going on here what is what am i actually either what am i feeling i don't want to feel fully maybe i don't even know feelings are like pushing up you know or, or, or maybe i'm pushing something away or maybe i'm grasping maybe i'm um desiring something but all of a sudden it like it like kind of pulls the the mask off of this state that you can't do anything about and we all just think it sucks boredom um 
And uh, I just, I really loved how, that of course wasn't the point of the whole satsang, but it, it was for me, but it wasn't the point, his whole point. That was just one of his many ways of saying, head, you know, head back in and keep going until you get there. Where's the there? The there is just this contented, alert, awake, empty, clear, available, welcoming, open presence, because that is the natural state. And that is what we all will find all the time when we just walk back in and do a little uh, being with a little inquiry and a little sober looking. So thank you. Please take the mic. I um, happened to have his book because I had bought it a few months ago. And so I was looking at it this morning at the various games. I mean, you know, the word games, it sounds, it reminds me of the sort of games you play at a Christmas party and, you, you know, you go around doing things. Anyway, this particular one was, is called Wandering Awareness. Is often when we play these games, we fall into a trap of trying too hard to limit our awareness to what we'd like to be aware of in the moment. But awareness has a tendency to flit about from thing to thing. Sometimes it's sound, sometimes it's thought, sometimes it's a feeling in the body. So let awareness wander and simply watch it wander without attempting to drive awareness. Again, the idea is to use the least amount of effort possible to remain aware of what's in awareness without controlling awareness in any way. And it just struck me that that's the perfect uh, description of the awareness, watching awareness meditation that we do and how I spend my hour in awareness, watching awareness, trying to get rid of thoughts, do, you know, be aware of the right thing, and this is just so simple, um, just to let the awareness wander, to be aware of whatever it's, it is. What, that's its natural instinct is to wander. So that, that I thought was really a very helpful um, <clears throat> game. And I thought it's something, you know, you don't have to spend an hour doing awareness, watching an awareness. You could do five minutes or even two minutes. I think within the 500 days Regina is doing you know, two minutes of awareness and just from time to time pausing and, you know, paying attention to what you're aware of rather than what's out there that you're busy with at the moment. So I thought that was, it was such a simple thing and such a simple uh, opportunity. So thank you. And what was the name of the game again? That one is called Wandering Awareness. Wandering. No, not wandering. wandering, as in going here and there. Wandering, got it, got it. Wandering. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for pointing out that game specifically. I think that there are so many great games and I find it interesting because I very rarely pick up the book and I've had it for a couple of years. But I often... Um, uh, in one of the shows, uh, as it is, I believe, with Jacqueline Eckert at uh, 3 p.m. in the sanctuary on when, every other Wednesday, 
<laughs> Jacqueline often opens with one of the games from oh. um, Brian's website. And I, uh, I just, I love them. I love them. They're just, they're just lovely in terms of being desireless. And the, I feel prompted to share also the pointing that Anne was talking about with the boredom. Or, um, he also spoke about depression being a mask. And that was a very interesting uh, moment. Uh, having been someone who comes from a family who suffers from depression and who personally has been diagnosed with depression. And um, I have for years now seen that depression, at least in my experience, is not what I thought it was. It had, when I sit with depression and I really look at it, it really is, as Brian described, trying to cover over what is being felt at the moment. And what is typically being felt at the moment is a huge, huge, huge believed resistance. I mean, it's, it's bigger than anything, any other experience I've personally had of resistance. Like when it is finally labeled depression, the resistance is so big. You just, you don't even want to experience the feeling. So you just, I have called it depression and said, that's it. I'm just depressed. But years of doing work like this, self-inquiry, what is it really, what's happening here has just shown me that their feelings come up that something in here says is uncomfortable, doesn't want to feel them, wants to put a label over them, wants to fix them, wants to run and find a tool. Quick, quick, fix me, quick, 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 fix me. Come on. Yes. Give me the hammer. Give me the nails. I don't care if it's a round hole and I'm trying to fit a square peg into it. Fix it. But just sitting quietly when there's grief, when there's sadness, when there's whatever is anger, whatever it is, sitting with it, letting it come through, watching what happens, resting with it. I don't know. My experiences in a family diagnosed with genetically, clinically depressed, lots of very depressed people. And this one hasn't needed medication in 20 years. So that pointing for me was beautiful because I've had the experience and I appreciate that depression can be just like any other huge form of resistance. It's just resisting what's happening here. That being said, would anyone else like to share? Please. Yeah, um, I really liked the discussion too afterwards with Regina, how she went through the rules of the games, of the awareness games and the goals of the awareness games. And I, 
it just they became alive for me, like the simple thing um, you could do with any meditation. Um, the rules are to relax, to get curious, assume you don't know until you look. And so often I have a set agenda before I go into the uh, meditation, what it, and I'm not even conscious of my agenda, but I'm not open just to look. And play as often as you can, you know, keep it simple. Um, and just as you go through them, they're so light and the goals are letting go of control. Oh my gosh, just what? I'm just going to be free and enjoy this. Um, and one of the things that in the goals, and there's several here, but they're shifting from verbal or conceptual thought to direct experience. And the way that was explained, it was, and I can't do justice here, but I've been going, I want a direct experience. I want a direct experience. <laughs> and just saying that blocks me from the direct experience that's already happened. I'm into my mind thinking, what will it look like? What will it be? And so my concepts and thoughts that are all about what my direct experience should be are the very blocks. So that was very helpful that um, going through the rules and and the goals, and those words don't do um, those guidelines justice because uh, they're so light. They're not rules. They're not goals in the traditional sense. Yeah, thanks. Love that lightness. Thank you. Thank you for that. Anyone else feel prompted to share? Although we are scheduled for an hour, if it feels like this is the natural conclusion, then it will be the natural conclusion. Well, I just want to say that it was delightful to listen to that interview again. It brought back beautiful memories and it also prompted the desire to continue to do this work. And with every satsang that is, continues to be uh, something that I personally am eternally grateful for. The <clears throat> continued desire to stay with what is and what is here. So giving it another moment, if no one else feels, does anyone else feel prompted to share? All right, then I am going to say that is it for us today. 
Thank you all for joining the discussion and thank you to those who joined to listen and thank you to our amazing sanctuary director who put the radio in the room for us when we couldn't figure it out. So thank you. Um, as always, it's wonderful to have a space where we can go deeper into what we seek to teach ourselves. Uh, if you're interested in more information about anything on this podcast or the Awakening Together community, we invite you to join us in our online sanctuary at awakening-together.org or our YouTube channel under the same name. All are welcome and we'd love to have you. And we're wishing you all a life filled with nothing but peace, love, and joy. Have a happy day.